I can't believe I got a memory on Snapchat the other day that was, like, two years ago. We were recording the podcast. It's weird that, like, we still have technical difficulties. It's... <laughs> I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, well, we're waiting for it to Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything Pros. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Pros. I'm Vicky. And I'm Jen. And this week we're going to be talking about the books that we are excited for coming up in the second half of this year. AKA giving you guys some reasons to live. Yes. I feel like. So (laughs) said before we started recording. I feel like I don't need it as much, like, coming up on summer, you know? Like, that gives me a little bit of hope. Like, you already have the will to live right now. I have a little bit of will to live. But if you guys just need a little boost, Mm -hmm. if you need that extra something something, I'm about to give you about ten reasons to stay alive. Wow. (laughs) Here we go. Right. Do you have them by month or are you just naming? I'm just naming. Cool. Why don't you go first? Alright. Um, in June, so I don't... You read this author, but... Mm Mm-hmm. You've given me a few of his books, and I like them. So The Only One Left by Riley Sager comes out this month. What's it about? I don't know. Look it up. The Only One Left. Bro, all of his are like that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he has The Final Girl, um, Survive the Night. Like, every single one of his books, like, sounds so similar. It's, like, hilarious. Um, this is about... (laughs) I need a, just a small one. Now reduced to a schoolyard chant, the Hope family murders shocked the Maine coast one bloody night in 1929. While most people assume 17-year-old Lenora was responsible, the police were never able to prove it. Other than her denial after the killing, she has never spoken publicly about that night, nor has she stepped foot outside Hope's end. It's now 1983, and home health aide Kit McDear arrives at a decaying Hope's End to care for Len- Lenorna, Lenora after her previous nurse fled in the middle of the night. In her 70s and confined to a wheelchair. As we know from Verity, that's not always true. Yeah, confined <laughs> to my ass. <laughs> Lenora was rendered mute by a series of strokes. Liar. Liar. <laughs> I love, like, reading thriller books and, like, instantly calling people a liar. <laughs> I can only communicate with Kit by tapping out sentences on an liar. old typewriter. One night, Lenora used it to make an offer. I want to tell you everything. That actually sounds good. That sounds good. so good. <laughs> so the thing that I love about Riley Sager's books is that I know that they're going to be fine. Like, we're going in with a baseline of, like, yeah. I think it's going to be a good book. I Like, it could be a great book. It could be a good it's book. A thriller, but it's, it's like... going to be good, at least. And, like, his books are, like, really fast-paced. They capture my attention. They're always good because I feel like sometimes I pick up a thrill and I'm like, this could be awful. And with yeah. his, like, I don't really feel that way. Like, this one could be the one to change my mind and, like make me rethink that but i feel like he's got a baseline of like yeah. all of his books are good some are great some are fine well, but they're I good just entered a goodreads giveaway for his book oh <laughs> that's awesome maybe i'll go <laughs> enter. um so this comes out in june yes june 20th what a bummer i wish that had been one of the libro advanced listening coffees mm. have you Pretty ever brutal. listened to his audiobooks 
Honestly, now that you say that, I actually I feel don't like you know. Own his books. Yeah, I own. I think every one of them. You think I could hold it on Libby already? Yeah. Um, side note. Libro FM sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I feel like every month, Vicky and I either come on here and we're like, we love Libro FM advanced <laughs> listening copies. You should all sign up. Or we come on here and absolutely slander the shit out of them, which is, like, probably unfair. But basically, this month, their selection was really bad. So really, it was disappointing. Really right, it just I sucks it because I feel hold. like, oh, I need to do that. I feel like it sucks because I wait all month to mm-hmm. see like if it's gonna be good or not and then it's really disappointing when, when it's not yeah that's all i have for june okay so i have the next one as the wake up call by beth o'leary coming yes. out in september um sorry guys i'm not going in order but beth o'leary is one of my like 100 percent gonna listen mm-hmm. um this what one haven't you read yet i've read them all actually you read the road trip yes oh yeah because you hated the best friend yes um yeah you have i have read them all and i really liked all of them so good so awesome valentine's day one oh i literally just getting better and better i know i know i feel like she really is and so i just lent the valentine's day one to michelle and she was texting me like so pissed off and then she got to the twist yeah you think he's an asshole that was like really original too like that i was think so original i think I never that saw she's that like a very good writer like i like her writing style but she's just gotten like the plots are getting better and better which yeah. has just been awesome so i'm really excited um let me read the description two hotel receptionists and arch rivals find a collection of old wedding rings and compete to return them to their owners discovering their own love story along the way it's the busiest season of the year, and Forest Manor Hotel is quite literally falling apart. So when Izzy and Lucas are given the same shift on the hotel's front desk, they have no choice but to put their differences aside and see it through. The hotel won't stay afloat beyond Christmas without some sort of miracle. But when Izzy returns a guest's lost wedding ring, the reward convinces management that this might be the way to fix everything. With four rings still sitting in the lost and found, the race is on for Izzy and Lucas to save their beloved hotel and their jobs. That sounds so good. I'm I excited. think it's gonna be good. Gonna be good. It gonna be good. I love Beth O'Leary, and I think when we were reading The Happy Place, I was like, "This felt like a Beth O'Leary." Yeah, book. yeah, it definitely did because it was so like cozy, mm-hmm. and like she's really good at setting too. Yeah, I feel like all her books just keep like getting better and better. Like when I read one, I'm like, "Okay, this is my new favorite." Yeah, every time I'm like. <laughs> Um, and then the next one I have, obviously, Business Your Pleasure by Rachel Wynn Solomon. Going to be July's book club. Love her. Jen already read it. Yes. I will be it's very good. Shortly. This one is about, do you know what Business or Pleasure is about? Yeah. Isn't it about, um, like, she's a ghostwriter or something and she accidentally, like, sleeps Sleeps with with the guy guy. she's ghostwriting for which is hilarious and then basically they have to like travel around the country together because he is famous from like it's kind of giving like teen wolf you know like it's like Mm -hmm. a teen wolf show and he travels around to all of these comic cons that's like how he makes money and like gives these like appearances and stuff so she travels with him like interviewing him getting information so she can ghostwrite this book so they're like traveling um doing all the ghostwriting interview stuff i don't get ghostwriting yeah so the thing that she says is like you're supposed to completely like take on their personality so she has to like know him really well and be able to write like she's him why can't he just write you can't so then i feel like you don't get to write a book 
Yeah, no, I honestly think that's really fair. Like, if you can't write, you don't get to write the book and get credit for it. Like, someone's gonna ghostwrite it. I wonder then... how many, like, memoirs we've oh, read so many. have been ghostwritten. The only memoir I feel like was truly written by the person mm-hmm. was <laughs> Green Lights. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious because it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> no, like, and then maybe yearbook because I think Seth Rogen would write anything. So I think that yearbook might have been ghostwritten just because it was so well written, and I feel like maybe it was like a similar thing to how this book was done, where like he told them the stories and they just like put them into like a written format, which like that I guess makes sense. makes sense. I feel like when it's celebrities, like I just don't think they have the writing skills to like do that no. because it's hard. Maybe like Michelle Obama. Yeah, no, I, I totally. She wrote I her believe book. she wrote her book. This should be I, a new thing. Like we should take, talk. I don't about- think Obama wrote his book. <laughs> no, I think, I think Obama- Michelle goes to write. <laughs> I think think Obama wrote his book because who else would write such a long book? Like, I don't think you could pay a ghostwriter to make a 47-hour audiobook. No, I think he made Michelle do it. (laughs) He had Michelle, like, chained up in a basement. (laughs) Right. He was, like, feeding her. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, the only time I really, really get it is a memoir when it's like, I want to get my story out there, but I'm absolutely shit at writing. I kind of wish it was more transparent, though, because I would still read it. Like, if you told me that your book wasn't written by Seth Rogen, to me, that wouldn't really take away from it as long as it's, like, accurate, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just, I wish it was honest. Like, a romance book being ghostwritten is fucking weird. You don't get to be published and get the credit if you did not write that Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, really weird. Like, just sell your idea at that point. Yeah, I don't really get that. Like, I don't get why they don't do that. And I also don't get why it can't just be a um, um, biography. Like, why can't she just write his biography and it be, like, indoor- it be like an exclusive interview? Like, why can't they say that? Like, oh, this is, like, their biography that I had, like, exclusive access to. And why would you want to be a ghostwriter? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm telling everyone I yeah. read that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's something that, like, she struggles with in the book. And the, the whole thing is that she's doing it for money. Like, she wants to be able to write fiction and, like, all of that. But she can't, like, break into the industry. Mm-hmm. So she needs to do it for money. That which is sense. why everyone does everything mm-hmm. in this society. Ease. Um... Family Lore by Elizabeth Acevedo. Ooh, that's a good one. Let me look it up. I already got it. Oh, okay. You're really fast. Floor has a gift. She can predict to the day when someone will die. So when she decides she wants a living wake, a party to bring her family and community together to celebrate the long life she's led, her sisters are surprised. Has Floor foreseen her own death or someone else's? Does she have other motives? She refuses to tell her sisters. But Floor isn't the only person with secrets. Matilda has tried for decades to cover the extent of her husband's infidelity. Matilda's her sister. But she must now confront the true state of her marriage. Pastora, her other sister, is typically the most reserved sister, but Floor's wake motivates the driven woman to solve her sibling's problems. Camilla is the youngest sibling and often the forgotten one, but she decides she no longer wants to be taken for granted. Wow. I can't wait. This is her first adult book, Mm -hmm. which is huge. It just spans three days prior to the wake. God, I can't wait. I have loved every book by Elizabeth Acevedo so far. Mm -hmm. The audiobooks, chef's kiss. So I'm definitely going to listen to this one. I literally can't wait. Libro FM, if you're listening... If this is an advanced listening copy, I will take back every bad thing I've ever said about you. (laughs) Seriously. Until September, you will be off my shit list. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So, another one that is coming out. Um, I don't really know when this one is. Where does it say? November 7th will be bo- Bookshops and Bone Dust, which <gasps> is the next book by Legends the author of Lattes. Legends and Lattes. So, I'm hoping for another, like, similar cozy vibe here. So... This says, Viv's career with the notorious mercenary company Rackham's Ravens isn't going as planned. Wounded during the hunt for a powerful necromancer, she's packed off against her will to recuperate in the sleepy beach town of Merck. So far from the action that she worries she'll never be able to return to it. What's a thwarted soldier of fortune to do? Spending her hours at a beleaguered bookshop in the company of its foul-mouthed proprietor is the last thing she would have predicted. But it may be exactly what she needs and the seeds of change she couldn't possibly imagine. Still, adventure isn't all that far away. That was a cute book. I'm sure this will be cute. Yeah, I really loved Legends and Lattes, so I can't wait. Um, Low stakes I fantasy have coming out in December. Technically yours by Denise Williams. Oh, I didn't we see that one. Denise. Um, so Pearl Harris has learned the hard way to be careful in work and in love. When she's appointed acting director director of Our Code, a nonprofit aimed at inspiring high schoolers to code, she has a chance to make lasting change for the organization. But a scandal has put her their reputation at risk. Further complicating matters, Pearl doesn't expect the one man she hasn't stopped thinking about in seven years <laughs> to be the newest member of the board. Cord Matthews fell for Pearl when they met in an elevator. Jesus Christ. They better have dated. <laughs> this can't be a one-day elevator. Seven years ago, she's just his type, smart, capable, and makes him laugh. But when she broke his heart, he decided love wasn't for him. After five years with no contact, oh, thank God, they were That's together only... two years. Okay, they were together two years. Thank their God. Their connection is immediate despite the many roadblocks in their way, and Cord must consider breaking his ban on serious relationships. Wow, okay, that sounds good. I knew Denise wouldn't do me like do, that. Do us dirty like that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, her books are always really good. Yeah. Very good romance. I love the running one, that one was. Yeah. The training one. That was yeah, that good. was really good. Um, so there is a fifth Blood and Ash novel coming out <laughs> in July. I'm sick. Um, Vicky and I stopped reading at book four or book three. We stopped reading after book three because mm-hmm. it was so horrible. So we will absolutely not be reading this, but honorable mention, I just wanted to see what it was about. So it says A Soul of Ash and Blood, a Blood and Ash novel. So I think that this is like, okay, she re- is revisiting the first novel in her phenomenal blood and ash series but this turn this time it's hawk's turn to tell the story no i'm sick okay filled filled with new scenes insights and a few surprises a soul of ash and blood is a must read for fans of from blood and ash and the love story of poppy and hawk okay this actually makes me think of this tiktok i saw just last week i should have sent it to you it was this girl talking about how from blood and ash like saved her life and it gave her so much passion like all she does now is like make fan art and like write fan fictions about from blood and ash and this is like her whole life's passion is from blood and ash and so she's gonna be eating this up i know she's got this pre-ordered but the thing is like we didn't realize for the majority of the book mm-hmm. that Hawk was who he was and that everything, like, he did with Poppy was, like, him masterminding, like, mm-hmm. getting ready to, like, kidnap her. But I feel like in the, either in the end of the first book or the second book, 
she slowly reveals answers. Mm-hmm. And he starts by saying, like, the day they met in, like, that brothel, he's like, I knew who you were. Um, he was like, I specifically made it so that I was your number one, like, security guard. Yeah. Like, I feel like we learned all this stuff from his side. Like, he was like, that night I was planning on kidnapping you. That's why I took you out to the garden. Like, Vicky? We, like, we know this man's story. I don't I think, need this. I think we have to read this. <laughs> Loki, I know that you're trying to say that we don't need it, but, like, the more you're talking, the more I'm (laughs) wanting to read this book. I think we should make this when we read it so you don't have to. The one that's called A Soul of Ash and Blood? A Soul of Ash and Blood. Wait, what is it out? It's releasing in paperback, so at least they know that they need to do that. It's out Tuesday, July 18th. You can pre-order it for seventeen twenty. I know. Lou. <laughs> Lou just like grunted, like he doesn't want us to do this. God. <clears throat> At least it's not like a fifth book. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a fifth book, and that's what Vicky was saying was like, "Where is the story possibly going?" But from Blood and Ash, from Hawk's perspective, initially a few minutes ago, about about three minutes ago. <laughs> I really didn't like the idea. Jen was, like, really against it. But after three minutes have passed, I'm starting to feel this. I'm starting to be intrigued. <laughs> All right. Guys, Guys. I, I guess it's going to be <laughs> July. We read it. So we <laughs> yeah, we might, we might be reading this book, unfortunately. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, what else do you got? Um, Heartstopper 5. I didn't see that. November. I don't know if I've read the fourth one. I don't think I have. But did you give it for me to me for my birthday, or did I make that up? You gave me check, please. I gave you check, please. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe you some, have Melissa sent one, it to me. I think Melissa it. sent it to me, but I haven't. I read haven't it. read the fourth one either. I've read yeah. the first three though. The third one was where they went to Paris, right? God, I don't know. God, I like <laughs> <those>. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so that's exciting. I love those guys. Yeah. Those are my guys. Love them. Um, season two of Heartstopper is coming. Not too far away, right? Oh, I love that. Also, season wait. two of The Summer I Turned Pretty. Dying. I literally can't wait. The music for that was so good. Whenever that comes out, I'm going to be over here and we're going to watch the whole thing. Wait, did you watch Exo Kitty? No, did Stop. you? You did have. You? It's so good. Fuck. I'm going to go home so and watch good. that tonight. I can't wait. I've been I seeing everybody it. saying that. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. When does the summer I turn pretty come out? Cause I need to like take I off work or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like July. I can't. Don't watch it without me. I'll kill you. All right. <clears throat> July fourteenth. Okay, I'll be here. And oh, they're doing this stupid. So they're releasing. I hate that. Three episodes. releasing three episodes july 14th and then one episode for the next six weeks that's so that fucked up takes away my will to live yeah <laughs> suddenly guys I have no, they're, they're shorting it <laughs> that just sucks i hate whoever came up with that I idea did that on season one 
No. Or at least when I finally watched it, it was all on there. <laughs> it just sucks because, like, it was, like, a good eight-year streak where every, like, the season was uploaded to Netflix. And this new, like, release schedule shit makes me so mad because, like, what's the fucking point? of netflix now because it's just so annoying because they're taking away everything that's good about streaming because number one you have to subscribe to all these different streaming services now and it's Mm -hmm. just like that's taking away the whole point and then number two they're like making it like weekly releases which is just like tv like if i wanted tv i would have tv and i feel like at least for amazon i mean the fact that it's releasing in july and literally the last episode comes out end of august if you don't have Amazon Prime, you now have to buy two months of Amazon Prime, Ugh. not just, like, a day. And that's so fun. So I feel like for Amazon, that's definitely money. But, yeah, mm-hmm. what is Netflix doing? Like, you already got my money. Yeah. Well, not my money. Someone's <laughs> money. My so You literally have someone's money. <laughs> Isn't know. it, like, Auntie Ray or something? I don't even know. <laughs> is that yours? I feel like every time I log into your Netflix, it says, like, someone's name that I have no idea who it is. Um, so we use my aunt's. I, I literally told you, and you, she gave me a look like I was Andy crazy. Ray? It says aunt something. <laughs> There's no aunt on there. Maybe I just knew it was your aunt's. Yeah. So I made this up in my head. Aunt Pam. Aunt Pam. Aunt Auntie Pam. Ray. That's literally so close. <laughs> God, she's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy, and it's Aunt Pam, not Aunt Ray. That's aunt, so aunt close. Auntie Ray. Auntie Ray. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, so this is actually the only debut that I have on this list, and it's My Roommate is a Vampire, because I've been seeing some ARC reviews of this one already, and it sounds interesting, and I also just saw, like, a post from the author, I think, maybe on Instagram, and it sounds like an interesting concept, and you guys know I love a good vampire, so let's see. True love is at stake in this charming debut romantic comedy. Cassie Greenberg loves being an artist, but it's a tough way to make a living. On the brink of eviction, she's desperate when she finds a too-good-to-be-true apartment in a beautiful Chicago neighborhood. Cassie knows there has to be a catch. Only someone with a secret to hide would rent out a room for that price. Of course, her new roommate, Frederick J. Fitzwilliam, is far from normal. He sleeps all day, is out at night on business, and talks like he walked out of a Regency romantic novel. He also leaves Cassie heart-melting notes around the apartment, cares about her art, and asks about her day. And he doesn't look bad shirtless on the rare occasions when they're home and awake. But when Cassie finds bags of blood in the fridge that definitely weren't there earlier, Frederick has to come clean. Cassie's sexy new roommate is a vampire, and he has a proposition for her. It sounds good, right? Like, it sounds bad. It sounds really bad, but really good. Really good. It gives me, like, kiss curse vibes. Yeah, I agree. Good but bad. Bad but good. And I've seen, like, good reviews coming out. I think maybe Melissa reviewed it or something, but sounds good. We love to throw debut on this list. They don't get enough hype. Yeah. I'm not, like, super knowledgeable about that stuff, so it's not because I, like, hate new authors, guys. I don't. I'm just stupid. Yeah, it's hard to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you gotta talk about Light Lark 2, Nightbane. God, I forgot about that one. That one's not on my list. Um, How could I forget? This is our real will to yeah. live. Isla Crown has secured the love of two powerful rulers and broken the curses that plagued its six realms for centuries, but few know the true origins of her power. Now, in the wake of a crushing betrayal, 
Isla <laughs> finds herself hungry for distraction. <laughs> Preferring to frequent Lightlark's seductive haunts instead of embracing her duties as the newly what? crowned leader of two separate realms. She's doing what now? God, I can't wait to read this. It's gonna be so bad. I hope this book includes a map. <laughs> if I buy this book, which I won't buy it, but... Isla <laughs> must weigh her responsibility to hear people against the whims of the most dangerous traitor, her heart. <laughs> like, no, I bro, giggling why isn't and kicking she with feet. the king? Is, aren't they, like, mates or something? I don't Because know. they could, like, share power. I don't know. Yes. Oh, no, it was like, if you're truly in love yeah. with this person, you could share their power. That was so funny. <laughs> when, when they were both reaching down to control the vines. That was hilarious. And what the fuck is his name? Like, Nighthawk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like Nighthawk and Arrow. And, and Nighthawk is like, I'm doing it. And she's like coming up and then he turns and it's like really the king. What the, what the hell is his name? Because it was not Nighthawk. <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah, I can't fucking wait <laughs> for that book. And, and then in his head, he's like, that must mean they're both in love with each other if he can use her powers. God, that was so good. In, like, the worst way ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, what was his name? It was, like, Black something. Like, it meant Black. It was, like, Night. Was his name Nightshade? <laughs> night? Like, I'm trying to see reviews. Oh, my crown. Oro Grimshaw. Grim. Grim. Nighthawk. Grim. Okay, <laughs> you were pretty close. <laughs> the vibe was there. Okay, I can't wait for that. Um, Nightbane. Is that out in October? Um, November. Okay. So we also have Wildfire by Hannah Grace coming out this year. That is out October 3rd. And this is the second book by the author of Icebreaker, set in, like, the same world at the same college. Ooh. Maple Hill students Russ Callahan, who I loved, and Aurora Roberts cross paths at a party celebrating the end of the academic year, where a drinking game results in them having a passionate one-night stand. Never one to overstay her welcome, Aurora slips away from Russ before he even has the chance to ask for her full name. Imagine their surprise when they bump into each other on their first day of their summer camp where they're both counselors, hoping to escape their complicated home lives by spending the summer working. Russ hopes that if he can get far enough away from Maple Hills, he can avoid dealing with the repercussions of his father's gambling addiction, while Aurora is tired of craving attention from everyone around her and wants to go back to the last place she truly felt at home. Russ knows that breaking the camp's strip strict no staff fraternizing rule we'll have him heading back to maple hills before the summer is over but unfortunately for him aurora has never been very good at caring about the rules i can't wait icebreaker was another book just like light lark that was an absolute disaster and i loved every second of it yeah man icebreaker was so good did you see that melissa tagged us in her review of icebreaker yeah. i didn't like comment on that or anything how long but did it take us to get her to read it like forever like forever we were like begging now we're gonna have to beg her to read this one i don't think so yeah now that she's in she's in yeah okay um <clears throat> Do Your Worst by Rosie Dannon. I didn't Ooh. read her last book, but I know you did. Yeah, it was mid, but I'm excited to see, like, um, how another one would be. 
I feel listen, I hate when people fucking read books you haven't read yet. Yeah, and they're like, like so excited. Shut up. Stop giving it five yeah. stars when you don't even know. So Riley Rhodes finally has the chance to turn her family's knack for the excuse me for the supernatural into a legitimate business when she's hired to break the curse on an infamous Scottish castle. Used to working alone in her alienating occupation, she's pleasantly surprised to meet a handsome stranger upon arrival until he tries to get her fired. Ooh. Fresh off a professional scandal, Clark can't allow a self-proclaimed curse breaker to threaten his last chance at redemption. After he fails to get Riley kicked off his survey site, he vows to avoid her. Unfortunately for him, she vows to get even. Wow. Drama. So, I have to tell you something. You know how steamy the roommate was? Yeah. Business or pleasure is that, if not more? Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. No, like, I've seen a side of Rachel that I've never seen before. I was reading Business or Pleasure, and I was like, the only book I can compare this to is The Roommate, which is by Rosie Dannon. Like, I've never read anything that steamy in my life wow yeah so guys yeah and that's what i think was like a big like thing that was interesting about her first book was like the sex positivity and like the sex scenes in the roommate and the second one didn't really have that so i don't know what the third book would be like because the writing was just kind of meh so i feel like without that stuff like her books are just kind of meh yeah so we'll see but i don't know um, the last book by Ashley Herring Blake of the Friends is coming out this. Iris. Yes, Iris. So it's Iris Kelly Can't Date. I'm very excited for this one. I've liked the other two. They're just really easy reads. Like, similar to Denise Williams, they're just, like, good romance books. Um, everyone around Iris, Iris Kelly is in love. Her best friends are all coupled up, and she's happy for all of them. Iris doesn't want any of that. Dating, love, romance. She'll stick to her commitment-free hookups. Thanks very much. Except no one in her life will let her just be. Everyone wants to see her settling down, but she holds firmly to her no-dating rule. There's only one problem. Iris is a romance author facing an imminent deadline for her second book, and she's completely out of ideas. Perfectly happy to ignore her problems as per usual, she goes to a bar in Portland and meets a sexy stranger, Stefania. (laughs) And a night of dancing and making out turns into the worst one-night stand Iris has ever had in her life. To get her mind off everything, Iris tries out for the lead role in a local play, a queer retelling of Much Ado About Nothing, but comes face-to-face with Stefania, whose real name turns out to be Stevie. Desperate to, yeah, I'm really glad Stefania was a fake name because I don't think I could read a book like that. Desperate to save face in front of her friends, Stevie asks Iris to play along as her girlfriend. Iris is shocked, but when she realizes the arrangement might provide her with some much-needed romantic content for her book, she agrees. As the woman, women play the part of a happy couple, lines start to blur and they're left wondering who will make the first real move. Ooh. Ooh that one sounds good. That does sound good. You got any more? Um, I mean, this is more for you since I haven't read it, but the fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel. only one left on my list. Iron Flame comes out in November, and I would like to give a strong thank you to Rebecca Yaros for getting on it. What the hell are these authors doing? <clears throat> Sarah J. Moss. Publishing a book every fucking 14 I'm years. Just, how, like, so bold. She didn't even know her book was going to do good. It did insane. That's like, I feel like when you read this book, it seems like 
obviously I don't know this for sure. It seems like she had so much fun writing it. You know what I mean? It seemed like she had a great time writing it and like everyone's having a great time reading it. I'm like Carly. Carly <laughs> didn't seem like she had fun writing But like that's probably why she's like writing them so quickly is because she's having fun. And like I feel yeah. like it's like you can tell reading the book like I it's just like a fun, like, easy book. I know you haven't read Chloe Gong's book, but mm-hmm. this is, like, her fifth book. Yeah. And she came out with whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Literally, like, only two years ago. Yeah, it's insane. And she's, like, producing books like crazy, and I feel like it's genuinely because she's, like, I'm having fun. Yeah. I love when authors have fun. Keep going, Rebecca. Keep going. I'll all right, read it I'm all. I'm going to read it. I'm going to start it tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, just stayed up all night. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I have work tomorrow. Yeah. Work smirk. How long is it? You could totally finish it. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> I'm gonna head out, guys. I don't know. How long is it? Is it under 600 pages? Oh, it's short. It's like 250. Music to my ears. Music back. to my ears. Um, while we're googling, done googling. Ultimatum. Ugh. Vicky and I were just catching up <laughs> on the ultimatum, which we said we would give you guys some updates about. So, did you see the decision ceremony or whatever, where they, like, decide? Because I didn't. It's next week. Okay. Well, this week. It okay. Cuts, it cuts it off right after the decision. Okay, because I didn't see that. I didn't so watch. So, where are you at? I'm, like, 30 minutes in to the, one of the episodes that's, like, 50 minutes, which is probably, like. Oh, where they're all just constantly at dinner together? Yeah. I feel like I yeah. skipped that episode. And it's I so annoying. Because I thought they were going to have the decisions. Yeah. I fast forward all to the end and then it, They like, didn't have the decisions. Yeah. It, like, yeah, so I'm, like, off. most of the way finished with the episodes that are out right now, so I feel like we can talk about it. I'm sorry. Fourth Wing is 500 pages. You're a psycho. It's only 200. 528 pages. That can't be true. I mean, I guess it is, but it reads so fast, and it's not thick. I guess maybe my perception might be skewed because I'm reading A Day of Fallen Night, but, like, that just doesn't sound right. But I guess it must be right. I mean, I'm sure they're not lying on there, (laughs) (laughs) but that's crazy. Wow, it goes really fast, though. I can tell you that. Um, Anyway. It's 2 o'clock. Yeah. You got time. I'm I'm heading out. Time. Seriously. All right, but yeah. We'll Ultimatum was crazy. Um, these people are nuts. Gays are crazy. The gays. I literally texted Jen and was like, the lesbians. The lesbians are at it again. Yeah, you're like, like the lesbians are lesbianing, and like <laughs> I literally was watching it, and there was one scene that came up, and I was like, this is what she's talking about. So I think it was the scene where. Guys, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Xander and Yoli, like, are sitting on the ground, and they, like, tell each other that they love each other. These people have known each other, like, two weeks, and they say that they're, like, in love with each other. And I was like, this is definitely, like, when Vicky texted me, like, the lesbians are lesbian <laughs> The way they, like, have thrown out their four-year relationships. And, oh, my gosh. Wait, have you gotten to the point where Yoli and Mal are with Mal's friend for dinner, like, at the fire? Maybe. Like, where, like, Mal is, like... The friend that everyone loves. It's, like, a, instead of a family, like, a mom or dad, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, either Mal's friend or Yoli's friend. And, Just tell me. Um, And they're, like, well, what do you... This is, like, fucking crazy, Yoli. Like, yeah. what do you see in Xander? Um, She's financially, like, stable. I want to do IVF. Damn. And no, I don't think I saw that, but that's crazy. Mal is, like... 
okay, like, I've been saving. No, you haven't. Like, Xander has so much money. Oh, you've seen her bank account? Yeah, I have. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, she's like, if I was Xander, I think I would be, like, so hurt. Because in that scene, once you watch it, it's almost like... She's just interested in just is, like... And, yeah, someone being financially stable is, like, attractive. Attractive, But but she's clearly just saying, like, (laughs) kids are expensive. Like, I need to be with someone that's stable. That's what Xander brings to the table. It's like, oh, my God. (laughs) She's literally only in love with Xander for her money. It's just, like, insane because I don't know how I would be in this situation, obviously, but it's insane how dishonest people are. It's insane how honest people are. I feel like there's there's, <laughs> there's no, no in between. There's no healthy medium. Like Xander's a liar. Yoli is way too Yoli honest. Yoli is way too honest, and Xander is a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. So, like, Xander is going back to her original partner, who she gave the ultimatum to, yes. and being like, Yoli, I don't know that bitch. I don't know her. Meanwhile, like, she was telling Yoli she was in love with her. So she's just, like, fucking lying. And then Yoli's being way too honest. She's like, I'm in love with Xander. Like, you could never love me like Xander does. Like, Xander and I, when we were intimate, like, I saw fireworks. Like, literally. Like, she, like, talks about how good her sex with Xander is to her her girlfriend girlfriend of four years. Excuse me? Can you give, um... Ginny an ultimatum and go on the show. Literally. <laughs> literally do another queer ultimatum. I'm ready to get married. It's just so crazy. I know we talked about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Yoli and Xander gave the ultimatum. Yes. And like Yoli they were the ones who wanted to get mad married. That Mal wouldn't marry her. Yeah. Xander was <laughs> mad that Vanessa wouldn't marry her. And, and it's now like, Mal and Vanessa are both, whether they're lying or not, saying they're ready to get married. And Xander and Yoli are like in love with other people. But it's like you <laughs> wanted your partner to be ready for marriage so bad. Yeah. And you've already like gone to a new partner. Yeah, they're so over it now. They're like so obsessed with each other. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's like gross and weird. Like, even at my worst, I feel like I wasn't that obsessed with Virginia. Like, that's just weird. <laughs> but even, like, how could you go from a four-year relationship to someone you have known for two, three weeks? And, and the way at the reunion, they just kept, like, sneaking away to, like, be all over yeah. each other. and then Yoli being like, am I in, like, l- line of sight? Like, can they see us? Can they see us? I'm sick. Lesbians are lesbianing. <laughs> Literally. They fucking are. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Damn, so yeah, this week, this Wednesday is going to be the choosing. And you know they're all going to propose. To who? I don't fucking know. I feel like Yoli's going to say yes to Mal. I feel like, here's the thing, Yoli and Xander seem so unstable that they will say yes to whoever proposes first. First, yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like if Xander proposes first, Yoli might say yes. But if Mal proposes first, I think Yoli will say yes. Yeah. I really don't know. I don't know. I feel like your partner has to propose first. Like, that would be crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really hope that Ozzy and Sam don't end up together. I think Ozzy sucks. Ozzy needs, like, a lot of therapy. I think Ozzy might have, like, autism or something because, like, just, like, Ozzy also seems like she's been, like... Traumatized. She's traumatized, and it's definitely cultural, I feel yeah. like, to an extent. But it's just, like, you the need, way You can't she be with a partner, like, at that point. When you have that much going on, like, the way that she treats Sam is not okay. Like, mm-hmm. mental illness is not an excuse to, like, treat your partner like that. And it's just, like, 
she really needs to work on themselves and trauma that your partner has not given you is not an excuse to take it out on your partner yeah it's like if your past your ex cheated on you mm-hmm. and you're constantly like accusing them accusing following them like that partner kind of, thing. of like cheating on you like you mm-hmm. can't bring your old trauma into a relationship you need to work on that it's not really fair yeah. it's not fair to accuse someone of like cheating on you if they've mm-hmm. never shown yeah. you that they've cheated on you just because you yeah. have trust issues like go see a fucking therapist and it's like hard because a lot of times people will use that as like an excuse and it's just like no like you, you can't <laughs> yeah like you're allowed to have trauma yeah and have like bad experiences in a relationship but you can't put it on your new partner yeah it's not fair and they have not like, wronged you it's the way that ozzy speaks to sam that really like we were talking about this mm-hmm. in the kitchen that just like to me is the worst part because it's very disrespectful yeah and it's like before you get to that place you need to be like mature enough to excuse yourself because it's like sometimes like everybody gets pissy but when i know like i'm in a bitchy mood like i'm gonna say something i don't want to say mm-hmm. i will tell virginia like oh i need some time by myself because like i know myself and like i'm not gonna sit here and like yell at her or something and it's so easy to not yell yeah it's so easy to just be like oh i need some time by myself yeah and like by but the age it of- just like leaves at the drop of a hat it's just like like literally sam could be like who oh it was like mildred right yeah so did like you and mildred like cuddle i don't even know why you're bringing this up you just put me in a bad it's bullshit it's bullshit space put turn on the air conditioning like what (laughs) it's nuts it's really a lot and the fact that ozzy is 42 just makes it like so much more wild because at that point like you need to have like coping skills and like ways to manage like an argument like communication And Tiff and Mildred are fucking weird. They just want to fuck. I think that's all their relationship is. The fact that they said that they broke up 50 times in two years. Like, honey, I don't think this is going to work out. Some people are, like, so unstable that they can't fathom a stable relationship. So they create a toxic environment because that's all they know. Yeah, and it just sucks because, like, eventually one partner is going to get tired of that, you know? Like, nobody can be in a toxic relationship forever. And, like, the on-again, off-again thing is really, like, so much because that's just so much stress. It's, like, to me, what I've always wanted is, like, for my relationship to be the most stable part of my life so that I have somewhere, like to someone to talk to and like fall back on when things are hard like why would you want someone who makes your life more stressful like life is hard like the only relationship where i will allow you to be on and off again is in high school yeah like that is (laughs) that's like teenagership and then once you leave high school you have to stop yeah literally like i was talking to my friend about something because she's on the are we dating the same yeah uh, guy boston page and there was like a comment about a girl who's like hey i've been dating my boyfriend for like five years like we're really boring like is it time to break up with him which like you should not be asking strangers that <laughs> yeah but it's like is it time to break up with him we just like have fallen into such like a ma- mundane like yeah. routine and i just want to be like that is good yeah like stable is boring yeah and when you, you need to like embrace the boring because yeah. congratulations that means you're stable yeah like what a great feeling to sit down and be like I'm life is boring yeah. right now that's amazing that's a good that feeling. means you have no stress going on you're not overwhelmed you don't have crazy traumatic life events yeah. happening you're not in crisis you're not anxious like 
you and it's your just boyfriend like, are bored, great. That's that means a good you guys thing. trust each other. It's just hard, like, when you've been in, like, one of those relationships before and you're like, this is interesting. Like, it's, like, hard to reteach your brain that, like, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Right. And, like, that's what a lot of people do need to understand is, like, that's how it should be. Like, it should feel boring. It should, yeah. That means you're in a stable, hopefully healthy relationship. Yeah. Because if it's not boring, like, and in the beginning it's not boring, but mm-hmm. at year, like, three, four, five, yeah. like, if you're bored, like, that's good. <laughs> that's right. so funny. And on that note. <laughs> Don't let that out. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. That was hilarious. <laughs>